0: Hi, this is Pam Ressler, and thank you for tuning in to the second episode of Raising Resilience. I'm so grateful to many of you who took the time to comment, give me feedback, and encouragement after the first episode. As you know, I'm not a professional podcaster. This is a labor of of love and passion about the topic of resilience, so I'm counting on you to uh, give me suggestions. Tell me topic areas of interest to you. Perhaps suggest some guests that I could invite to have a conversation with me about raising resilience. Today, I'd like to uh, focus our conversation on grit and resilience. You may have seen um, some books coming out, some media around these two terms that are being bandied about a a great deal, both grit and resilience. There are some similarities. There are some intersections. But in my mind, they're two very uh, different aspects of healthy um, coping. One of the descriptions that I I read of how resilience and grit intersect is a great visual image so if you imagine grit as the backbone that sturdy place that um, almost unwielding place of strength resilience actually is the stretching, those muscles that surround the backbone. That gives the backbone the ability to move, be flexible. In my mind, we need them both, but we don't need rigidity of perhaps a backbone that can't bend at all, can't meet with navigating change. We also can't get along with simply those muscles and ligaments that make up resilience. So we need them both, but they need to be um, in concert, in synergy. There needs to be an ability for them to work together. So resilience also, to me, means the strength and speed of our response to adversity, meaning the more we can be more resilient or build those tools of resiliency, the faster our return to bouncing back or baseline will become when we meet adverse events. Grit is really about creating a sustained application of effort. Also talent. But what's interesting about some of the current research with GRIT, and some of that research is being done by uh, Dr. Angela Duckworth of University of Pennsylvania. She actually wrote a very popular book a few years ago with the title of GRIT, and really was looking at who are the most successful people and why. Now we can argue what is success and the people and the characteristics she was looking at perhaps don't fit my definition, but what she found was that actually effort, sustained effort, perseverance, counts twice as much as talent. In our society, we tend to focus on the talent piece. You're born with it. You have a natural ability, a talent for doing something. And effort is not as highly regarded. In Dr. Duckworth's research, what she found was, as I said, effort counts twice as much as talent in these people who are grittier, more successful. When we take effort times talent, that equals skill. And that is something that she found grittier people, people who were able to cope and have this sustained ability of success had a high level of effort, at least twice as much as innate talent. She also found that there were ways to develop more grit, and some of those are very similar to those same tools that we look at for people building resilience. So let me go over about four of those ideas that Dr. Duckworth had on grittiness or building grit. The first one, and by the way this goes for both children and adults the first one is the grittier people had developed a fascination or a passion in something it could be a skill it could be um, an area of interest in their lives but it was developing a fascination in our studies with people with high levels of resilience, we find that they also have high levels of a fascination, a passion, or sense of creativity. So there's an intersection right there between Dr. Duckworth's work with grit and our research around resilience. The second thing that Dr. Duckworth found of um, those people who had the highest levels of again, what she is terming grit, tried to improve each day. Now, we know in terms of building skills um, in my field, perhaps around mindfulness and meditation, that it's very important to have a consistent practice. But those can be small increments of change. So, for instance, somebody might notice um, something, uh, the breath, let's say, for five minutes a day. Not a huge length of time, but a consistent length of time. In Angela Duckworth's uh, work on grit, she said the grittier people sought an improvement each day. I would challenge that and say, perhaps it doesn't need to be an improvement each day, but perhaps a practice or a sustainable um, effort practiced each day. The third thing that Dr. Duckworth found was those people who were grittier had a desire to improve, but they also had a desire to do improvement for a greater purpose not just themselves so they were deeply connected with improving themselves but with a larger or greater purpose but what the most important piece I think of her four um, areas that she studied with those people who she considered the highest level of grittiness, was having a growth mindset. And a growth mindset is very different than a fixed mindset. So a growth mindset is one that invites change, curiosity, and creativity. These are the things that we know in terms of research around resilience are also very important aspects. Of those people who we deem most resilient. An interesting book that um, I picked up a while ago that really relates to the topic of resilience and meeting um, adversity is a great book by Cheryl Sandberg. You may have um, seen her interviewed. It is, um, the title of the book is Option B which I love that title because most of us are not only on option B, but we've been challenged with option C, D, E, F, all the way through the alphabet. And part of being resilient is looking at what are our other options when option A has disappeared from our lives. Sheryl Sandberg wrote this book along with Adam Grant, a psychologist also from the University of Pennsylvania, and looking at resilience as a state of change, a state of not just bouncing back, but the ability to have the skills to bounce forward, I thought this was A really interesting point that was made in in her book, Option B. What also is really interesting to me is how this related to the research that has been going on for nearly 50 years in this field of resilience. Um, Some of the early research was done back in the late 1970s and early 1980s by a researcher named Suzanne Cabasa. And what Dr. Kabasa looked at was something she dubbed stress hardiness. She looked at uh, different ages, different genders, uh, different levels of education of a number of people and looked for the commonalities of these people that she dubbed more stress hardy than others four things that she found, actually at the time it was only three, and we dubbed them the three C's of stress hardiness, those original uh, characteristics were control, and that is a level of control not of an outcome, but of the experience, of the situation. So stress-hardy people had the ability to step back from um, being attached to an outcome to small levels of control of an experience. The second thing that Dr. Kabasa found is a level of commitment, a level of perseverance, a level of stick to it and that relates very much to this current work of Angela Duckworth's. Her um, thought that those grittier folks had Um, a sustained effort. That relates very much to this um, C that Dr. Cabasa looked at, which she dubbed commitment. The third thing that Dr. Cabasa looked at with stress-hardy people was a sense of challenge. These were folks who, when they met with a very difficult situation, adversity, did acknowledge danger in this situation, but also somehow were able to see an area of opportunity, an opening. So this can be people who dubbed something a failure, but still see an opportunity for change or growth. This was also something that uh, Angela Duckworth has looked at with this idea of grit, this ability to not be stopped by failure or um, or adversity but being able to see an opening for change this also relates to her idea about the necessity for having a growth mindset fixed mindsets are very concrete black and white, binary, good or bad, success or failure. Those people who are more stress-hardy, are more resilient and grittier, always have a growth mindset. And this is something that we can develop as we um, change, as we grow older. We can role model it for our kids. And it's something we can continue to touch on throughout our lives. Now, I said that there were three Cs that Dr. Kabasa originally researched, and currently we've added a fourth C, and that fourth C is really important. That fourth C is actually connection. What we know now in our hyperconnected world is that we're actually very disconnected. And humans are pack animals. We do better with connection. We don't do as well when we are isolated. We've actually found in some recent studies that isolation and loneliness are as large a risk factor as smoking and obesity, especially to older folks. So when we look at stress hardiness, of resiliency, of grittiness, we think of these four C's as being essential building blocks, and they all can be built upon at any age. I invite you to consider how these four C's may play out in your life, and perhaps over the next week or two, play with these ideas of control, of commitment, of challenge, and connection. So combining the work of Angela Duckworth, of Suzanne Cabasa, and the many other researchers in the field of resilience, let me offer you four suggestions. The first is try to step away from controlling outcomes and step into controlling experiences. The second one is commit to being fascinated with the everyday, not the extraordinary. I like to say find a bit of beauty and often those are the ordinary things that we pass by looking for the extraordinary. The third thing is identify challenges or even what you would call failures, and see if you can see any opportunity within that, any way to contribute to that growth mindset. And finally, number four, try to actively seek connection, not passively seek connection, but that connection could be with a passion, with a community, with a purpose with something larger than yourself. So until next time, raise your resilience. I'd love to hear from you, and thanks for listening.